You're listening to Power Athlete Radio, a podcast dedicated to empowering your performance every damn day. Join former NFL pro and Power Athlete founder John Wellborn as he dissects the greatest minds in strength, conditioning, and more. Joining him is everyone's favorite coach and hair model, Chris, a.k.a. Tex McQuilkin, Power Athlete's Director of Performance. So whether your goal is to be the hammer, destroy mediocrity, or simply move the dirt, you've come to the right place. Now with the warm-up done, let the gains begin. This episode is part of our Move the Dirt series, designed to empower you with the tools to move towards your goals. Move the Dirt is something we say a lot here at Power Athlete. The dirt is the dirt. It's that lazy, fearful, bitch-mode voice in your head that says, too tired, too busy, too old, too injured, too whatever. You can't reason with it, but you can move it. Some days you get a big-ass shovel in your hands and it's easy. You're strong, you're motivated, you're king of the world. But some days you get a spoon, and you've still got to show up and move that shit anyway, rep by rep, spoon by spoon. So long as you're moving a little dirt every day, you're digging in the right direction. If you're sick of the dirt dominating you and you want to be master of your own self, walk the Power Athlete path with us. Visit powerathletehq.com forward slash training and start moving the dirt today. Here's the data. 80% of nutrition resolutions fail after just one month. What we help make happen is you moving the dirt past February 1st. So here's the deal. If you want to attack the year of purpose, stay the course and hit your goals, you need Power Athlete programming. It's been battle-tested at the highest level and gets results for every level of athlete. As a special offer this January, if you commit to the cause for a year, you get the full Power Athlete experience for less than a dollar a day with an extra 200 bucks of content for free, a one-on-one consultation to help you set your goals, and a nutrition protocol of your choice. Visit powerathletehq.com forward slash training and start moving the dirt today. Power Athlete Nation, welcome back to our Move the Dirt series. Tex McQuilkin here, the Director of Performance at Power Athlete, and I am joined by my good friend Jim Davis. Welcome back to the show, buddy. Thanks for having me, Tex. It's good to be here, dude. Yeah, man. And this is your fifth appearance here. So Jim Davis, longtime friend of the podcast, and myself and Callie, leadership and organizational development expert who runs a host of educational opportunities through strength, including Nutrier. Did I get it right? That's good, man. Strength and conditioning, the largest high school strength and conditioning program in the nation, and it's getting even larger, so I hear, as well as the Good Athlete Project, a nonprofit organization. Move the Dirt series, so this has been going on all January and will continue throughout afterwards, and we brought you in because you have the opportunity to connect and empower with thousands of athletes daily. New faces coming into your school every single year. And I know that you are a purpose, goal-driven individual, and you impart this onto your athletes. So today's focus is all about goal setting. As we kick off the new year, many people are setting themselves up for failure, and we're going to put them in a position to right that wrong so they can adjust their aim to accomplish and achieve what they're setting out to this year. Dude, I love that. (laughs) That was a that was a great intro, and I think it's such it's worthwhile work. I'm really glad that you asked me to be here for this. Uh, I think it's the heart of so many things, including moving through the cloud of existence. And I'm going philosophical and big real fast, but I you know like even just what you just what you just said is such an there's an important distinction even in that. I think there's a difference between one's purpose and one's goals. Uh, you know, and, and even just getting clarity around that idea would be really helpful. Um, and that's one of the things that I try to help folks do. Then let's start there, man, because I've, I had the opportunity to work with high schoolers as well. So people just getting into the understandings of who they are as individuals, as well as understanding of what it takes to achieve something, whether it's just as simple as executing what they need to in practice or creating a reality that is college, creating a reality that is a future career and setting them up that they can do anything that they want to and introducing this belief for a lot of my guys for the first time. It's crazy. So, man, what what's the direction that you provide for just setting your sights on something to aim at? That's so good. Well, I think there's... Uh 
I think the best way to look at goal-directed behavior is to think of it in tiers. And that's one of the things that we try to do with folks on the front end as often as possible. Now, I will, I'll, I'll just go with this. Sometimes you have to provide a fun experience for folks so that they buy in and then you can start breaking it down and talking about goal-directed behavior and articulating these things. Once you've got a little trust and they like being part of your space, you don't want to go overly academic too early. That's obvious enough. And that holds whether it's youth, high school, adult, whatever. Um, but once, as soon as we can, as soon as our, our group is receptive, we will try to break it down into four pieces and well, five pieces, really the, the, the top level. And this is sort of the unspoken, unseen, um, behind the scenes idea that can never, that can never fully be out of sight, but is not appearing always in day to day is purpose. So what is that big, difficult to name thing, super compelling, super important, super, super fulfilling idea that rests beneath or beyond all of the day-to-day work? Now, I'm going to set that aside because it's a little more abstract, but it has mm-hmm. to be there eventually. And whether that is to maximize the potential of young people to be, I was just working with a coach the other day, to be a blessing in the lives of young people using athletics as the vehicle, you know, whatever that might be, that's sitting just over here for the moment. The goal-directed behavior, so then we go from purpose, we go down to goals, sub-goals, behaviors, habits. And habits, well, I'll start with goals. So goals could be, uh, you know, that's like the more traditional idea. Like I want a championship. I want to win X, Y, or Z. I want to be a starter. Like that's the stuff that's usually top of mind when people talk about goals. Sub goals start to move into the, the operationalizing of the goal. Meaning if I want to, you know, and we go through workshops to do this in a, in a complete way, but if I want to be a starter on the football team, say, so now I'm taking an athlete's perspective. If I want to be a starter on the football team, that might require consistent attendance. Um, hold on, I got a thing here. It might require consistent attendance to the weight room. Fair enough. And daily work. So the sub goals might be something along the lines of I want you know 90% or higher of workouts, hypothetically. So I've gone from getting stronger and, and working in the weight room as a goal, uh-huh. okay, or rather a starter, and it keeps getting smaller and smaller. 90% attendance in the weight room. To help achieve that goal, and then all of a sudden, when you when you can habituate those behaviors, now you're really on to something special. So, um, you know, I actually thought of this. <clears throat> I thought of this in a documentary the other day. Morgan Freeman, right? Uh, it was one of those. Uh, I forget what it was called, but it was like the universe or something, some nature documentary. And there's a gazelle. Uh, there's a gazelle cheetah matchup at one point. And it's like, man, what an interesting, what an interesting way to apply this framework, purpose, goal, sub-goal, behavior, habit. Because they just, you know, it's non-conscious. It's it, they have such a simple existence. It's like the goal in the immediate is to go in gazelle. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but it's or funny because what's that? Or in, in for the gazelle, it's <laughs> yeah, get away, right? Out outrun this thing, zig and zag and out to somehow. But it's, you know, the cheetah, the thing that I was watching, you know, the goal shifts almost immediately when it doesn't catch it. So the, the goal, when it sees the gazelle is go full things can get thousand seconds. It's freaking, it's otherworldly, you know, nature is a, is a beautiful and complicated thing, uh, awe inspiring, but as soon as after it for however many seconds, then when it does not get the gazelle, the goal becomes rest immediately so the the gazelle is out of sight the goal becomes rest uh and then of course the behaviors are almost automatic in a in a in a in a creature that's not quite as conscious as we are mm-hmm. but when you look at that in its entirety even just that little moment the purpose you realize start to realize well this is this is purpose driven behavior purpose is essentially uh nourish day provide for the the cubs that were in tow you know that like the purpose is much higher than the goal which in the immediate was gazelle but then seconds later was rest. And that's where I think goal setting becomes fairly co- complex, uh, unfortunately. So that's why that's why we do these workshops to sort of what's what and why. Um, anyway, that's, uh, yeah, I don't want to go too far with it, but, 
but uh, I'm I'm happy. I'm sure happy to if you've got any more specific questions. But purpose, goal, sub goal, behavior, habit. Yeah, yeah. The most difficult is purpose. So we're gonna build up to that one. And w- within the behaviors, we can start with habits and behaviors because part of this is identifying barriers. So what is going to get in the way of you executing said habit that could potentially lead to a a destructive behavior or a behavior that's going to take away from that. So even on this habits level, it's it's creating some self-awareness for the athletes or the individuals that are are goal setting right now and what what is the process now for you creating self-awareness for your athletes that they are in control of their actions. You know, it's not the coach's fault, it's not their parents' fault, it's not their boss's fault. More often than not, they put themselves in a position for like the the negative action due to poor behaviors or just bad habits, being late, etc. Yeah, totally right. I would even distinguish the way that, we, that I try to share with people is, is behaviors are distinct in, in how conscious you have to be to enlist them. Meaning like at first, if I'm trying to eat well, if I'm on a new diet plan, you know, it's it's behavior i'm select things and once i can habituate that selection you know, th- that's where you're really on something i don't even need to think about it anymore this is the kind of thing i lean toward when i when it comes to you know lunchtime dinner time whatever uh i don't have to think that hard about my morning workout it has become a habit you know and and so that's when when you can make uh those processes the daily behaviors auto- nearly automatic and you've gone through d- sort of due diligence to make sure they align with goals and purpose. Now you're talking about a sustainable system that is like that's now all of a sudden your life, you know, that's a life is what you call it. That's the construction of service of one thing or other. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. thinking particularly as an app. But um, it's funny that you mention that because the, the envisioning of things going wrong, like not showing up because not showing up to a workout because say you can't schedule your, your ride backed out or whatever, or, uh, or honestly, because the draw of video games or something else was more, you know, to envision how it could go wrong is actually a super important part of goal setting. And that's not an often talked about thing, but I'll give you, I'll give you some, some acronyms and some, just some teasers from what we do. When we talk about goal setting, uh, we we often go through an exercise which includes uh, you know identifying a meaningful goal or a meaningful mm-hmm. and then that with ambition like what is the thing to do say it's be a starter team we have people go to both ends of the spectrum what's the how, what's the best possible way that could turn out like what best possible scenario also what's the worst possible scenario you know what I mean? And yeah, that's it. And honestly, it, it's <clears throat> I I would love to be positive all the time, but that's just not how people work. Like th- having some fear of what could happen if this doesn't go well, if I don't enlist this behavior routinely, is a really important part of actually moving on the goals that you've selected for yourself. Yeah, and to to build off that, man, I was an, I still am an optimist, but overly optimistic for a long time. And dude, this is the the spoils of sport. I am a a sport coach, and I'm aiming to bring everybody up all the time to focus on the next play, the next opportunity, and trying to think of a path back into the game, trying to think of a way where we can claw back, okay, we need this to go our way, this to go our way, so let's execute one thing at a time, and that bringing the guys up and then applying that to the, the goals that I'm creating for life, it's almost put myself in a position forcing myself to ignore the negative and only think about the positive that then of course led to the challenges and and different faces of the the negative that I didn't prepare for so now aiming with working with athletes and speaking to and utilizing sport to help them craft their ability to focus and visualize what can happen in a game how are they going to now respond when something doesn't go their way? So it's visualizing and utilizing that tool for sport that I, I, I should probably do a better job and aim and can aim to do that is connecting it to the goals that they're creating for themselves and what could potentially go wrong if they continue to show up late. Not the saying that my guys do, 
But as an example, if they do things that are not representative of the character and the person that they want to be. That's awesome. First of all, I just, just the way that you're thinking about it, you know, I, sometimes I worry that people go to conferences or listen to podcasts looking for like the quick fix. And the truth is, especially when it comes to goal directed behavior, that it has to be a pretty regular evaluation of what's going on, what the per, what the goals are, and the distance between those things. And that's happening nonstop, whether we recognize it or not. I, in fact, just kind of on that line of thinking, I think most of the frustration that occurs in people's lives is not coming from like deliberate acts of malice or anything like that. It's it's an expectation. Um, it's it's a it's a gap between expectation what's actually appearing in the world. And if you can if you can reflect that back to athletes saying like it's a really powerful motivator if you say hey dude I, I i don't you don't have to do this but you told me you wanted xyz outcome you mm-hmm. know what i mean and, and can you explain to me how this behavior maybe it's skipping a workout for whatever reason is gonna lead you to that outcome can you explain that to me um so really you know I, i've actually i've almost i've changed my evolved my coaching style over the years because it's it's no longer um in, you know pushing my values onto someone. Now, I'll be honest, like I still lose my voice some days. And, you know, we, we run a high standard, high intensity weight room. Okay. That, that's how it goes. But it, it instead of saying, this is the way I want it. And man, when I hear coaches talk like that, it kind of, it really bothers me. Um, instead of saying like, this is how it's got to be. This was like when in my day, this, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's more like I'll, I'll address a team. We just had one in the other day. They, they made some unsafe decisions uh, in terms of like setup and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're an awesome group of guys, but this is a national caliber team. Legit, and I'm not, I'm not being over the top. Like they, ju- they were, uh, they had an incredible fall. Uh, I, I will name them, whatever. It's a crew team. And they're an awesome bunch of guys. They took, they were the f- highest finishing public school at head of the Charles in the fall. And they've got a legitimate shot at a national championship in the spring. So they made some decisions that were unsafe. I got a little elevated, but uh, but but really the closing remarks on the day were just like, you told me that this was your goal. Okay, you said this explicitly. And, and here's what I saw. And if you think I'm mistaken, I want you to help me fill in the gap there. But it is, but I don't think you're upholding your own standards. So your behaviors did not match your goals, guys. So look that in the mirror, be honest about it, come back tomorrow. And and let's fix this thing. Let's write the ship boat metaphor there for crew team. Oh, I get it. And how, how, many, how do they how respond? Was there Dude, any? They're locked in. They're locked in. And and look, and sometimes, sometimes if they don't really mean it, because it's fun to say I want to win a national championship. If they don't really mean it, it that won't be as resonant. That was a that was a surface level goal. Uh, you know, the deeper stuff, the more purpose and meaningful stuff, the fear of not getting it isn't there. Some teams you'll say that too. And then I'm telling you, we can, we'll debrief as coaches after a session and be like, I don't know if they're really on that level. I don't know if this is a state or national caliber team, uh, because they don't respond. This team just did happen to respond. Um, so that, that's always, that's always really fun to work with. Um, but yeah, that's, cool. that's, that's what it is, man. And, and I've said this probably on the podcast before. I know you and I have talked about it. Even just maybe it's just on the phone. I don't know, but, but uh, the difference between being a motivation uh, and being an imposition as a coach is impositions impose their values on the group of people they're working with or you're one-on-one and people who are true motivators align with the motives of the people. How do you do that? Well, exactly what we're talking about. You have to identify what their motives are. They want to, you know, enter goal setting processes. They want to do this, that, that. Okay. We're the folks that are going to help get you there folks. But by folks, I mean like me and the. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The evolution I see of this, where you noted the sub goals into goals into purpose. What I find often with working with youth athletes or people just getting in into fitness and movement is their goals that they create are usually sub-goals. And then we have, and there's an awesome opportunity to create so much more on what they view as their peak. Let's say it's lose X amount of pounds. Let's say it's run half marathon. Well, this is a sub-goal, a a box to tick 
on the way to something greater. So now in, in, in a different level, like how do you start to say, okay, and then what else? Because the biggest problem that we see in adult fitness is people set a goal, they reach it, and their behavior immediately snaps back to the, the negative behaviors that put them in the heavyweight position, into, the, um, into this position. There's almost this feel of, of failure because they accomplished something. Now, it's not a failure. They just need to continue to look up versus look back down at the, you know, the good times and the food and whatever the hell got them in the position that got them there. So now speak, speak to that of now expanding and gaining confidence from an accomplishment, but there's still more to achieve. Yeah, that's, that's so smart. And, and that's exactly right. Enter the discussion of goal versus purpose, right? That you, you, people, just the nature of human behavior, we need tangible goals. So maybe in the pursuit of being healthier, I want to lose 10 pounds. Fine. But that's a goal. Like the purpose would be lifelong health and wellness. You know, it'd be something bigger and more abstract. And the, being able to identify the bigger idea, you know, as, as, even though it seems abstract, is is the benefit of that is once you hit a goal, you come back to the drawing board and hit it and set a new goal. Right? Mm-hmm. You're constantly working. The metaphor would be like, you know, you, because the world is round, despite what some listeners might think. And there's all co-host over here, but yeah, go on. Right. There's uh there's all the, there's the horizon is never ending. There's always a horizon. And based on just the limit, the curvature of the earth and the limits of human sight, it's about 20 miles out. So there's always a new horizon. So there's this sort of perpetual, if you're walking toward the horizon, it's a constant pursuit of something somewhat abstract. Okay. So that's like the purpose. I want to, I want to keep moving. And it, but like once you move into your like nearer space, now you start to set goals. Like okay, maybe maybe I'm trying to get to the horizon, but uh, my sub goal is I want to get to the tree line, or it gets dark, or something like that. But you could apply that to. I I want to lose. I want a life lifelong health and wellness. Part of that is going to include lose ten pounds by March. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, once I get to March and I've checked the box. If I don't have anything to return to, holding current weight is not that compelling of a life's mission, right? No, so, not so, sexy. Right? Even though it's it, sexy, it's not a sexy it could, goal. It could, there you go. It could very well be sexy, but uh, but it's not. But it's not compelling enough. Mm-hmm. And 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 again, going back to, and it's not fear driven enough. It, it, and I don't want to. It kind of goes against a lot of my coaching. I don't think you coach or lead by fear. But I do think in the pro, like we said already, the process of goals includes what could happen if this doesn't go right. Yes. So you you gotta you you have to have kind of a live at the same time. Now, so that versus purpose thing. Um, and it's funny that you said that. I was in a conversation about this the other day. Um, essentially, a, a lot of people do start at the behavior level, which is really interesting. It's important because if you don't identify what behaviors are going to lead to the goal, you can never operationalize the goal. So mm-hmm. they've got to be there. But if you start and linger in the behavior, what you get sometimes is I, I I would call it toil, meaning like you're you're working, you're working towards something, but you're not even totally sure what it is. You know, in the professional, you know, take it outside of sports for a second. Like I can't tell you how many people, you know, as my own sort of uh executive coaching and variety of leadership engagements have, 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 as that roster of clients has grown, I can't tell you how many people I meet. Um, and of course I'll keep this anonymous who are just kind of putting one, one foot in front of the other in a, in a professional sense. And they're not necessarily bought into their work and they, uh, but you know, same, you know, this is an obvious and lame story, but it's like, I got a mortgage, I got a car payment, I got a, I got a family, so I'm going to work. I can't not work, but they're so not aligned with it that they're sort of just apps moving. And that's one of the things that I'm very grateful to have the opportunity to do is, is align professional purpose with personal purpose in some of these people's lives. Um, but, you know, that applies to anything. It's mm-hmm. really hard. It's really hard. I think of, I think back to like when I first started coaching. I can't believe the uphill climb I set for myself. Cause I was like, I'm working a football season. 
and this is before I was doing a lot of goal setting and, and providing some, hopefully, work in the area. Uh, it, it's hard to keep someone's attention, football player, for nine a nine-month offseason with mm-hmm. flicker of a candle of like, hey, because we got something next year. You know, if you're 14, a year is a long flipping time. So, so I don't know that that it wasn't or structured enough back then. So I was, I was, I was fighting some uphill battles. Um, anyway, but yeah, in a, in a similar sense, the I guess my professional career began at the Department of Justice in the Wellness Department. Lasted about oh yeah, my I was still coaching college lacrosse, so I had an outlet and I had this performance based culture and then i had people that would come down to the the wellness center at the doj just to forget their stress and they didn't want this young strong strapping amazing jawline kid to tell them what to do it's just like shut up i'm gonna go run 10 miles on this treadmill so i can zone out and forget about my day and naturally gravitated to go all in in the performance because i had the opportunity that i felt empower and still instill confidence in young athletes versus folks that, man, it was going to be an uphill battle to try to even change the the behaviors, uh, let alone have them create a purpose outside of, you know, the one foot in front of the other career that they've embarked on as a government lawyer. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, in line. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I was going to say that's just re- that's just really that's a really good bit of self awareness on your part, and uh, I would even say you know the the approach that we usually take is like it's assessment, not judgment. Um, meaning, I wouldn't even judge the guy who wants to go in and just zone out. Uh, my the approach that I would advise any coach to take is like dig in, figure out why that is. It's like you, you there's another sort of routine, almost cliched line that we always use, but it's like, you got to meet people where they are to take them where they need to be, you know? So maybe for a little while, Hey, if you want any, you know, why, why do you like this? You like to zone out? If you need any support from me, I'll be over here, you know? And then maybe a couple of weeks down the line, it's like, if you want to add any variation, but still stay in that zoned out level, I got you. And maybe, you know, and you sort of build trust and evolve over time. Um, but anyway, Sorry, I cut you off, I think. No, yeah, I didn't give it that time. Another opportunity presents itself, and I ran with it. So cheers to that opportunity. Uh, And, uh, yeah, bringing this back to athletics, one sub-goal I also find that becomes, you know, the initial goal for a lot of athletes, I want to start. I want to make varsity. Then what? You don't just make varsity. We need you to have impactful meaningful either practice time or meaningful minutes during competition otherwise just being on that squad and not playing sets you back for your athletic potential and explaining this and helping them understand it's just not just a matter of you know reaching that summit this is just one step before we continue to climb the mountain dude as soon as you make said team the journey just began now it starts to get hard Dude, so often you have to work to get the opportunity to work. And that's true of life all the time. And and that's why having purpose, you know, being sort of the foundational piece of setting makes sense. So there you go. The kid who who is so dead set on making varsity makes varsity and I accomplished my goal. And I would their purpose maximize their potential. Mm-hmm. Of a meaningful team to be part of all these things, then you can you can start to wrestle with and adapt around whatever might be thrown your way. Look, varsity, and you're a quarterback, and you're behind an All American. What what's your, you know, is that a stopping point? You know, from a pure coaching perspective, I would say, dude, okay, your job, you know, is multifold. You know, depending on what your goals are, maybe you try a new position. Maybe be the best freaking backup quarterback in the in Texas football, high school football state you know, history, you know, mm-hmm. because preparing the defense is going to take you toward your team goal. And you said that that was important. So getting to people who like really relish the purpose behind it, like it, it gives you a, a little bit of resilience against setbacks too. You know, I want to make my team better. I'm not going to go out there and start on Saturday night. 
no problem. Cause there's six other days of the week where I'm gonna be the best freaking player I can possibly be. Oh, and by the way, and whatever it might be, you're ready in case that break, in case that guy goes down. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's that's an essential component of being part of a team. That's why uh, you, you do want you want to this interesting balance between being clear about what you are and being about what the goals are. If that makes sense. Like if I say I'm QB one and it doesn't happen, the the journey can't be over. No. Right. Exactly. So you, you reevaluate goals and behaviors in the presence of the overarching purpose and giving people that limits the rigidity that can cause setbacks and, and downfalls and ultimately yes. potential limiting behavior. And these sub goals, they become benchmarks to make sure you're well on your way to accomplishing the goals that are then underneath that, that big purpose that we're driving towards. So now leveling up on top of that, man, what are some keys? How would you write? How would you articulate? How would you guide your kids to speak to themselves through literally writing, handwriting the goal that they want to accomplish? Yeah. First of all, and like there's a little bit of science behind this, but anyone who says we I have the science is is stretching the science just a touch. I can tell you what's what's backed by research and has worked for our kids. Uh, ultimately, I love a good whiteboard, first of all. So what we usually do is we'll start with a team setting and we'll say, what's our, what's our overarching purpose here? And we'll go abstract. We'll say, we want to have an enjoyable, competitive soccer season. We want to have a good time playing soccer. We want to be able to go toe to toe with anyone, you know, sort of big overarching things. Then we start to talk about goals. So what are some of the goals? Well, we want to, okay, there's a rivalry game. We want to beat instant. We want, uh, you know, we want to be subsectional or beyond. We want a trophy at the end, whatever it might be on the goal level. Then we start going just below that. And it's like, well, we want to be strong. We want to be fast. We want to be resistant. And it's funny, dude, like it, it, they're smart kids. So maybe in the context of, you know, me being in the room, they they are leaning toward the, the strength and performance development. But the mm-hmm. things that they say at the end, of course, at the end of this workshop, the reveal is fantastic news. We've got a place where we can build all of these capacities. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, you know, and but they they are bright, so they say things like, "We want focus. We know that focus is important." And they and the, and the team that can down the final stretch, whether that's PKs or whatever, down the final ten minutes of a game, if you can focus better under pressure, all other things equal, you got you a good shot of exiting. Mm-hmm. Um, and that and that's that that we try to work into our, our work as well. So then we get to the behavior level. All right. And how do we build these capacities? And we're doing this all on a whiteboard in front of the whole team. How do we build these capacities? Well, um, we want uh, X amount of days per week. We expect, you know, a percentage, uh, you know, attendance rate of whatever. Now, there are some components at the high school level that belong in this discussion. It's going to go public. There's no repercussion. We literally, we, we can't hold them accountable. This is a fully you have to opt in, which is another interesting component of, of this goal thing. You mentioned at the beginning, um, you know, we've got the just by the numbers, the biggest high school strength program in the nation, probably the biggest program in the nation, and it's all optional. So we've, mm-hmm. we, if we're not creating compelling goals that are that are uh, driven by the athletes, it, that doesn't happen. So anyway, we get to the behaviors. Okay, so we think we're going to come this often with this kind of frequency. We're going to give full intensity. These are the sort of the sub goals. And then the the habits we don't even talk about really in the meeting, that's for them. Because what it is, is like all of a sudden, and you've been there, dude, like all of a sudden you get to a place where maybe for two, three weeks, you have to talk to your friends that I can't go to 7-Eleven after school or whatever. I got to go to the weight room or I can't, whatever. You have to make decisions to bring that behavior to life. But eventually it just feels weird not to. Mm-hmm. You know, you it's it's you habituate the behavior that's going to work its way back up the ladder to fuel the purpose, right? And when you sort of your default setting, that's when you're onto something. And because once you have that, once you put something in the default setting category, I'm in the weight room this many times a week, and I work while I'm there. Once you don't have to think about that, now you've created capacity to think about other goals. And other other components of this process, because you know, I, I I would also say that sometimes in goal setting, people things at once. They think of well, I want my sleep, I want my nutrition, I want my exercise. 
mindset. I want my relationships. I want my academics. You think of the whole cloud of of ideas at one time. That can be really challenging. Mm-hmm. So we try to check a box, habituate a certain set of behaviors, move on to the next one. Okay. Now we, we once we've got the exercise piece down or the training piece down. Now let's talk about what healthy sleep looks like and how it what and the role it plays in this whole thing. And we habituate sleep behaviors potentially or whatever it might be. That's just as an example. But to ultimately get to your question, the next stage of that includes going through a similar process for yourself. Once we come away from the board and sort of the team workshop, now it's on the athlete. It's on the individual to really operationalize the sort of bigger concept that we all went through together. So uh, hypothetically, if I've committed to the team goal of a certain level of attendance in the off season, and I'm fully bought into that framework, the purpose, the goals, the whole deal. Now I start to have to look at what will this take in my life? Meaning, do I have to schedule a ride? Do I have to bring my bike to school? Do I have to, you know, and you start individual habits to fulfill the team expectations. And that's really, and and there's of course, there's a learning curve on that too. So we Mm -hmm. try to support kids whenever they have a challenge, but, but that's really what brings it to life. And I've told the story before about, uh, we had this really earnest young man. He's a, he was a big linebacker on the football team, tough, stoic looking, and, uh, he really wanted to prioritize his sleep. So in these processes, we ultimately get to the point where we find, uh, well, you know, he did this evaluation of his own habits, his own behaviors. He wasn't getting enough sleep. He noticed that one of the reasons he wasn't getting enough sleep was that um, he didn't want to go to bed because he was fueled by a whole bunch of chocolate. Every night after dinner, he, he uh, this is just a thing that happened in his life. His mom liked dark chocolate. They kept a lot of it in the house. Every night after dinner, he wanted something sweet. He went for the dark chocolate, couldn't control himself, uh, and, and ended up staying up an hour later than he intended to. So he made a very simple behavioral strawberries for chocolate. He's still, you know, as simple as that, it's so individualized, but he took sort of the high level concept, brought it into his own life, did some self-awareness, some evaluation, changed a very simple behavior. That behavior became a habit. Once it did, he moved on to the next thing. Man, this, this is what I love about sport teams and, and being on the sports side of things is because the season it's, Goals are inherently built into it. And then the beauty of us as, as hardworking individuals, coaches, uh, impact athletes, not sports, right? So us working to craft the character and build and lead them, it's, it's, it's an awesome experience to be a part of, especially the inherent nature of goals and competitions and championships. The challenge, and now this is a challenge for you and I to work through a little bit, is creating this top level, this purpose for now the the layman, the individual, maybe they're former athletes, maybe they're just on one of the Power Athlete Training programs, powerathletehq.com forward slash training, and they need to keep this enthusiasm for moving the dirt daily. They got a lot of things going on in life. How do we create this opportunity to establish a purpose that will keep them moving the dirt? First of all, I love that term. Uh, it, it aligns so well with all this stuff. It's uh, you know that's that's a habitual. It, it, it's it, the sentiment is spot on when it comes to all the research that would support this kind of work. So I love that. Yeah, but sometimes you know what's if, if you can habituate it again, like you just said, you've got to have some kind of light, some kind of push, some kind of motive that's a little bit bigger than the day. Um, and I would say, well, I can reflect on my own purpose and that might, that might be helpful. I had this thing I went through, you know, w- before I started doing these workshops, I did a lot of, well, just to be honest, a lot of self-reflection, uh, mindful training, a lot of the development of self-awareness in a variety of ways. And, uh, I essentially came to this truth of my life where I am, I'm pretty, I'm pretty goal directed. Like I want to accomplish things. I also recognize that there's a hollowness there. So a lot of what we've already talked about is in part inspired by my own life. In fact, I remember a day very specifically, probably toward the back athletic career where, where the only thing I was on was what's the next award I can put on my wall. 
you know, and what a freaking, what a shallow, hollow feeling that was. I, I'm telling you, I, once it clicked with me, I was like, I felt sick about it. Um, anyway, I needed something more compelling. The truth of goal-directed behavior is a truth of me for whatever my neurochemistry is, my predispositions. So I essentially, will. this is one of my purposes. I want to set my sights on something that has meaning and, and is interesting and fulfilling. I want to go accomplish it. And then I want to share the methods with other people. And that's just, and that, and, and I want to turn that over as many times as I can. And, uh, and as ultimately, if I want to be really cheesy about it, I want to make people's lives better in the process. I'm fully, dude, we're, again, we're back to the philosophical. I just believe that we're here to serve other people. Like relationships are everything in the world. And uh, I just, I just really believe that. So I want to sights on something, accomplish it catalog the process, pass it down to the next person. Um, anyway, so that's, that's part of my purpose. And I think really, I think education, if you had to distill it down, education is at the heart of my purpose. Mm -hmm. So whatever I, whatever I do in this way, I always, I, I do a lot of self-checking. Can I relate it back to that purpose? Um, I'll share a quick story. So when this when this article comes out, I'll send it to you. We're putting an article in the Olympic coaching magazine, and which they're great people and they're really nice to ask us for stuff. But um, and it's all about essentially how our powerlifting team came through the quarantine, the pandemic. And and, and but it's all coming back to the purpose aligned with goal directed behavior. So we in 2019 won uh, a national championship in powerlifting. We've been going to this national tournament for seven consecutive years and we and we're over. You know, we you know, we did okay. We had some kids do really well, but we never won. Set took us seven years. Now all of a sudden we we win it on both the guys and the girls side. And we were dead set and on defending, making sure that it wasn't a fluke. You know, and we had a good roster returning. We were really excited about it. But it was in March. You know, we would have gone in March of 2020 is when we got on a plane. So obviously that fell through. Mm -hmm. That stretched into two years. So the question we had to ask ourselves was now that the trophy is gone, you know, what are we, why are we still training? What are we doing here? You know, so so thankfully, we had always been about this model. So our purpose to uh, stay healthy, stay strong, stay together and grow that's that that didn't go anywhere pandemic or no pandemic right stay healthy stay strong stay together and grow so we can still and magical important pieces of of training is like you can make a one pound increment growth you know you can measure these things that we're doing and and you own that you did mm -hmm. that's empowering to give to a young person whatever anyway so we're measuring that and and what, what does that mean we weren't perfect but it's the reason that we had kids uh, moving around the suburbs of Chicago uh, with, with uh, backpacks loaded up with stuff, uh, filling laundry baskets in their house uh, with heavy things they could find just to do rows. You know, it's the reason I, I have this one particular kid in mind. He, he took the water bottle off the off the, either the those. You know what I'm talking about? The little water five gallon. And he's doing goblet yeah. squats. What's that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. five gallon water. Yeah. Yeah, those big, those, yeah, exactly. Uh, and it wasn't because, you know, we knew we weren't even going to have a shot at, at winning a trophy again for a little while, but it was this sort of underlying purpose that was driving us. So we're checking in for Zoom meetings where, you know what I mean? As soon as we can do outdoor stuff, we're doing outdoor stuff. And, you know, we, and, and I can't tell you how many times I said, I talked about growth and togetherness and I'm like, I, I it was cheesy. <laughs> As someone who's not afraid of being cheesy, it felt even it was the only thing we had to lean on. And thankfully, we planted the seed before all this happened. Now, mm -hmm. I say that anyone who might be a skeptic of like soft skills and purpose, I say that because on the back end of quarantine, to our kids to reflect on, we started competing in a USA weightlifting high school throwdown, which is a national tournament that allows you to uh, video your max efforts and send them into the folks at Colorado Springs to be evaluated. Well, we we competed three times uh, in this national competition. We won all three. There was a state championship for powerlifting uh, that was all outdoors. It was actually really 
Like there was a lot of ingenuity. It was really cool over quarantine. We won that. We won a state championship in the middle of a freaking global pandemic. And then as soon as we could get back to the barbell, we head down to Oklahoma City in spring of 22. And I won't, I won't spoil the ending quite yet because the purpose was still the driver. Mm-hmm. And we're down there in the spring of 2022. Kids are sweaty and tired, you know, and, uh, and the meat all of a sudden ends. The meat directors, they go process the results. This can be a long process if anyone's ever been to a, a big powerlifting meet. While they're processing the results and identifying individual and team winners, our, our kids, dude, I get the chills just thinking about this. Our kids behind scenes, uh, carry bars and weights, dismantling the platforms, carrying them out to the trucks of these people, picking up litter around the place. There's bills and, and Red Bull cans. Dude, my, I'm, it's so cool to think about this. My One of my assistant coaches, who's actually used to be an athlete of mine, who's become an incredible friend, he's had multiple knee surgery, down on his knees with a crowbar, helping to dismantle the platforms. Like, everyone's just helping. Like, this purpose, together. Like, all of the, all the soft stuff that we talked about was on full display. <laughs> anyway, process. We get to the back end of this, and you know, once again, uh, we're national champs on both the guy's side and the girl's side. So, I say that because the, the purpose-driven behaviors. Um, the good news is, if we didn't win that trophy, we've still done something incredibly meaningful. And also, for those who really performance-driven, it also happens to play out pretty well on the performance side. Mm-hmm. you know um so sorry i got nostalgic about that for a second it's meaningful well, stuff but uh and you know because they cared about each other they cared about the work and that overrode uh the draw of any trophy uh but they did come home with the trophy well they they truly believed in that purpose and i think that's an important part whether you know we're talking to an athlete out there or an individual that's following the programs or listening to the podcast, if they set a purpose up, I mean, they, they truly have to believe in it. And if it's important. Right. So good. And I would even say, you know, you and I both work with adolescents. How many adolescents do you know that just sort of fall into stuff? Like how many people are saying, I want to be a starter for the team because they think that's what their parents would want for them. Or, 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 you know, their uncle gave him pressure or something like that. Texas athletics, dude. It's real. Dude, they make movies about it. Yeah. I mean, it's real, you know, so that, 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 that the dynamics of that become even more complicated, of course, but yeah, it's well, got to it, resonate with you. It, it, and I'm glad you said that, man. And that's, that's something for everyone to explore. And this could be on the, the health, the wellness, the fitness side of things, you know, are they willing to achieve these goals for themselves or are they doing it for someone else? Yeah. I mean, people, people overuse uh, Simon Sinek quotes, so I don't mean to, but like, if you don't have the why you've heard his concept start with why, if, if, if it's absent, however you want to frame that purpose, a why they're essentially the same thing. Um, it'll fall mm-hmm. to you. No doubt. Yeah. And I, I'm glad with the team you mentioned, making it, you start with the fun, the fun purpose, the enjoyable side of things. I think for just the average adult success, making this enjoyable, you know, fitness, training, moving dirt, that is going to lead to success as well. Because the moment training starts to be a chore and something I have to do, they've already lost that. So creating some form of it's not the weight lost. What can you accomplish that then leads to the weight, lose, losing the weight? Going on this hiking, uh, ex- extravaganza, skiing, pickleball, like what is connected that is able to accomplish if you've crossed off that sub goal? Yeah, that's right. And, and, and it, it's, that's, and it's so individualized. Some people get off on the discipline and that's totally fine. But more often, you know what I mean? They love I mean, pre- discipline does equal freedom. I've heard. I have heard. I've heard that. I've heard that. But, you know, and, and uh, 
And, and for some people, you know, some people love grilling chicken and steaming rice, packaging the meals for the week. And that's fine. Uh, legitimately, if it works, it works. Like that's, that's the other truth, but more often to make it an enjoyable experience and allow for some creativity that all circles around a central concept. That's when people really enjoy it. And I would say like, that's what power athlete does so well. People like being a part of it. It's like a fun, mm -hmm. cool thing, right? That's, that's, that's an important piece of it. The power athlete community is a meaningful and connected one connected through in that. In fact, you guys do something that we talk about all the time. We call it serious fun. You know, it's this balance back and forth. Like you can't be all fun, right? Then you don't get results. It can't be all serious. Because if it's not fun, who freaking cares? You know, so so how do you balance this thing? Serious fun. And you guys do that pretty well, I would say. You got comedy, mm. you got novelty, you got effective programming, you've got discipline. Oh, and by the way, if you're not feeling totally jazzed for it, well, move the dirt anyway. Mm -hmm. to, you yeah. know, to use the metaphor, maybe it's just a spoonful. Harry Heppenstall does an amazing job with that messaging and within the, the Power Athlete Academy and the coaching of athletes, we do talk about goal setting and it's evolving and helping people go from these results, numbers-based goals, whether that's weight on the bar, weight off the, the waist, and leading them to more of process. Hey, we're going to show up X amount of days a week. You know, if we're speaking to the grindstone or the lean enable programs, it's a choose your own adventure. You owe, your, you owe us two mandatory days a week. But then you owe yourself one to two to three to four, whatever you got in there, and you get to pick the workout that we provide, you accomplish that day. Eventually, once the process becomes a part of this, it becomes your identity. You are a power athlete. So we're leading them down this into this, this idea that they are a power athlete, and that's, that's what we want. We want you to utilize what is accomplished in the weight room for doing awesome things. Whether that's playing with your kids, kids long term, you know, doing rec league sports, or for our our younger athletes that still have got the opportunity to compete, freaking going out there and being the hammer, and now being the hammer even's got its own depth. And this is the beauty of Harry's work, right? Being the hammer as a coach, as I'm some washed up 36 year old, I'm not going to strap up the helmet anymore, but I can be a hammer as a coach, meaning making an impact on my athletes and community. Uh, so a lot of depth within these, man. So I, I do have some final questions here for you. Welcome to the Move the Dirt Motivation segment with Jim Davis. Jim, we're going to rapid fire these questions. So dig fast, not deep. Are you ready? I'm ready. Awesome. I know you expressed a little bit of this, but what does Move the Dirt mean to you? Yeah, Move, move the Dirt to me is habituating meaningful behavior just show up do it every day boom now what are you digging for in 2023 i'm gonna write a book and Whoa. i'm going back and forth with it yeah yeah I, I mean i've been doing it i've been writing articles ages uh i i write every day which makes me think i'm a writer uh <laughs> but um but uh i'm not laughing at you i'm just a enthralled i'm in, i'm joyous for this endeavor for you appreciate that very much but you 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 have full clearance to laugh at me if you ever feel like that's appropriate too but that's it man yeah i got finish a book and how much digging is that going to take so i thought about this and you inspired me by asking you know by sort of prepping me for this i'm gonna i'm gonna write a page a day and, uh, and, and I've decided that on my best days, it'll be a, a page that is part of a coherent line of thought chapter. And on my worst days, I'm going to crank out 800 words or so and just get it done. You know, maybe I stockpile it and use it for something else down the road, but maybe not a, a page a day. That's how I'm going to move. That, that's moving dirt. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll send you a move the dirt mug, man, so you can just stare at it on your, your darkest days writer block. Dude, I, I would, I would love that. I'll, I'll put it on my desk. I like that, and I even see your skulls, the memento more stuff that matters. That'd be a good rem reminder. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I often think of Rocky Three just because it's an amazing film, and Apollo Creed screaming at him, man, that there is no tomorrow. When he 
he's freaking down and out in the training, just the passion is not in there, I will get after it tomorrow. There is no tomorrow, and we got a, a lot to accomplish with Power Athlete, man, so aiming to keep keep myself motivated with stupid 80s movies, but that's just what gets me going. I realized. That's a little boost, a little juice. I love it. Cool, man. Well, I, I appreciate your time. As always, this is an invaluable conversation, and I'm glad we get the opportunity to do it, you know, at least a couple times a year, hopefully in person in the uh, in the coming months since John and I got a little travel to Chicago or at a conference somewhere. I always run into you all over the world. So all over the world. Yeah, I can't wait till you guys come to Chicago. Are you going to Charlotte? I am unfortunately not able to make this one. But uh, yeah, putting spe- speaking of goals. Yeah, I got a lot of speaking goals this year. And I have a, an awesome idea that um, last last year at the NSCA Tactical, I teamed up with an old buddy who also happened to be a firefighter and a doctor of uh, exercise science. Great combination. And he and I put together a presentation for NSCA Tactical. This year, I'm going to apply with our good, dear friend, Ms. Callie Hinsman. And she and I are going to, since she's a police officer, piece together a movement and then a a practicality because she's out in the field doing, doing the awesome things. We're going to to work together to co-present, and that's that's the big goal. So I need to work with her to craft the message that aiming to deliver within the 55-minute talk that then appeals to the the, the tactical population. So that uh, takes, takes a little creativity since there's two of us, but, you know, that's the beauty of, of working, her with, uh, working with her for over 10 years, man. We, we know each other well and can collaborate and create, and, man, she's... She's utilized the training well, so hopefully mix in some some real life stories into this. I think it'll be amazing. That'll be one to see for sure. And 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 that's not only do you guys have a great relationship, at least from what I've seen, but I think you circle around a similar purpose. I think that's why you're allowed, like why collaborating and being creative together is a task that's not so difficult. Oh yeah, big big team play over here, man. Well. We tell her I say hello, please. Always, yeah, dude. I'll uh, I'll give her a ring soon, just to uh, to catch up and make this magic happen, because that is a big goal, man. I not only because it's in Vegas, but uh, I've been fortunate to speak there three years in a row, and I want to make it four. So, gonna knock that out. Cool. All right, Jim. If people people want to follow your journey and your athletes' training. Where, where can they follow you on social and where, uh, where can they learn more and find your articles and all that good stuff? Yeah, I appreciate that. So at Good Athlete Project on Instagram, um, the two, I think, resource-driven websites are beyondstrength.net. That's a big one, beyondstrength.net. And actually one that's uh, really focused on relating leadership lessons from the weight room and athletics to uh, all sorts of areas of life would be uh, bedrockedu.com. So those would be the the three major places. Instagram at Good Athlete Project, beyondstrength.net, and bedrockedu.com. Excellent. And dude, while I got you, there's something that I've, I've been exploring um, that I think you'd be interested in and just ideas spinning around. I'm reading this book all about introverts, and I'm talking about not just people that um, – you know, colorful, like playfully describe themselves as introverts. I mean, like truly quiet people that in any form of group setting, it's, it's just nerve wracking. And, and I completely relate to this. And then leadership. So there's a form of introverted leadership. And I want to take and I want to apply this to, to coaching and educate coaches because Dude, going back to coaches teach lessons, not sports. I don't remember your exact quote, but but certainly do give you credit each time. But this concept and idea of like, hey, this is the quarterback. They are the leader of the team. Hey, this is, you know, this position. They need to be team captain. We need them to be vocal. And it's this misinterpretation and representation of leadership in a team setting based off of a sport or a position. And then there's this, the the natural temperament of the performer, of the athlete, of the kid. 
So now aiming to, to identify forms of introverted leadership, right? We know the classic lead by example, but now how do we empower and educate the coaches and the kids to continue their rise in, in, in performance and potential? Because I've seen a lot in, in my athletic career that, you know, coaches force these leader, force these uh, pressured communicative roles on quiet kids and they collapse, they disappear. And then there's, there's this loss of potential. Now I was fortunate to just be a quiet kid that then grew into a, a leadership position, three-year captain in college and, you know, didn't even learn to speak in front of the team until I was a senior. Uh, even that was nerve wracking. But then, you know, seeing in the uh, just the high school level as a coach and as a player, you know, forcing these quarterbacks is, I mean, it's mainly in football here in Texas, but forcing these quarterbacks into position that they, you know, skyrocket to sophomore, junior on varsity, and then just the pressure gets to them and the coaches blame the kids. However, I, from my perspective, they may not have been put in the best environment to succeed. Um, and on the flip side of this, this is something that John and I speak often about, right? In the absence of true leadership, false prophets appear. And this is, this is from, uh, that's a quote from John about his, his career in the NFL. And then I experienced this as well in college, those very, um, you know, extroverted, those loud kids that the, the team just gravitated to, the, you know, the cool kids. But then as soon as the going gets tough or it, you know, maybe we're winning in a season and all of a sudden the season takes a turn for the worst when we need a leader, those guys are no longer having fun and they they're quiet, they're disappeared or they make the most boneheaded plays and mistakes and start to, you know, barking at the, the defense or, you know, whatever, start pointing fingers. So like I'm, I'm putting it into, um, just the, the, the thought machine, the process to aim to understand this. And I found a, a, a researcher or a woman named Susan Kane that I'm very uh, appreciative of the, the work that she's doing. Um, but then just a throwaway line from one of her books of this introverted leadership is now just, it is, it is sparked. It is motivated, man. I've, I've, it's, it's, an, it's really uh, juiced me up and found some more purpose in, uh, in my day-to-day because I've, I've witnessed this my entire career and never had a way to articulate it. And um, yeah, man, so I'm setting my sights on that for 2023 to understand this. Maybe present on it, I don't know, man, but I want to certainly apply it with the, the kids I'm coaching. Um, but it, there's something there that just... There's no doubt, that's really good. And I would even say that to really pull all that together in the context of it, like if, if the purpose, goal, sub-goal, behavior, habit, if that's sort of the operate the spine of, of operations, now you begin to craft around it based on mm-hmm. context and skill sets and natural dispositions and things like that. And I think that's what I'm hearing you say. Like, you know, it, it really goes back to it's funny that you brought that up. I've been thinking a lot about the difference between influence and leadership. And especially the younger, the more muddy that water probably becomes Mm -hmm. the best leader on the high school football team the one that has the guts to stand up and and shout and yell um it it probably is perceived that way but that's i would call that you know they've got enough social confidence to be influential it doesn't necessarily mean that they're leading exactly and i would even say that you know and and you can't lead and here's uh, i'll add this to the equation if coaches are are frustrated about that you know are, are they clear on the direction in which they are supposed to lead because le- that's what leadership is. It's like, look, that's where we're headed. Come on, folks. Like, let's go. I'll show you how to get there. Let's go. Like that's leadership. But in the absence of direction, you know, it's just influence. And then, and then, like you say, influence, influence is too subjective to riding the waves of, of success or defeat or whatever the might come along. So yeah, it's a really yeah. important thing to be in tune with. Yeah. And seasons are long. So you really find out who some folks are in the in the throes of it. And that's the beauty of being in a, a coach in a leadership position is you're helping bring them up and, and show them how to act when 
you know, certain, the ball doesn't bounce your way and certain things, you know, are outside of control. What can you focus on? Um, yeah, man. And helping teach these lessons so they can take it into their, their lives after their athletic competitive window closes. And even though there's going to be folks like you, Jim, that push it out as long as they possibly can traveling the world, going to Spain, playing a little ball. I love, yeah, but that was it. And that's, that's, that was it though. Part of my purpose, like I don't even really, I wanted to enjoy my time playing football and maximize my potential. And I think I did. So I feel so at the end of the day, I feel fantastic about it. You know, and for me, that wasn't the NFL. For me, that was indoor football in, in Europe and I enjoyed it. And that's about as much as I had, you know, so, so I feel real good at the end of the day. Yeah. And as you should, I, I recall a, a quote from my high school lacrosse coach. You're going to be remembered for what you're not supposed to do. And there's a couple sides to that, meaning this, this number one recruit that's going out there. And then they were supposed to be, you know, this, this NFL star. However, they didn't make it. So they're remembered for that. Or you're the walk-on. You're the, you know, this, this small town Texas lacrosse player that gets the opportunity to go play in college, you know, and start and be a captain for three years. Not supposed to happen. However, was aimed to accomplish that. So it's, it's, it was an interesting thing, quote that I held on to, man, and uh, appreciate it for that gentleman, but aimed to, to pay it forward just like he did with our time. Uh, my, myself personally with lacrosse at the high school level, dude. So, dude, I love goals. I love speaking with you, man, and I appreciate your time. I'm, I'm glad we got this little extra rant as well, and we'll, uh, we'll aim to keep each other motivated as we're moving dirt throughout the year. All right, Jim, thank you for joining Power Athlete Radio. Bye. This episode of Power Athlete Radio is powered by Train Heroic, the most immersive strength training app experience on the market. We've built our online training business by partnering with Train Heroic and helping us deliver all of our world-class training programs like Jack Street, Field Strong, and Grindstone. To learn which Power Athlete training program best suits your goals, head to powerathletehq.com training. And if you're a coach looking to build a business with the best tech and training, go to trainheroic.co forward slash powerathletehq.